A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's a rare thing in a film to be see yourself up on screen, but seeing my boy Laurie. Mm-hmm. My boy, Timothy Chalamet. I finally feel like I am in a movie. Are you comparing yourself to Laurie, the romantic interest and heartthrob of a traditional classic? Traditional classic? As opposed to a classic that's not traditional, I guess, I suppose. <laughs> well, similar names, so. Oh, come on. <laughs> similar looks, I would say. Oh, God. Thanks for the support. You don't look like Timothy Chalamet. All right, Joe. <laughs> Hello, welcome to I Only Like You in Movies. This is the podcast I do with my fiance, Sine. Hi, that's me. This week we've seen Little Women. Sine. Yes. As a little woman. How dare you? What did you think of the movie? <laughs> yes, I've been thinking about that joke since we saw the movie. <laughs> And I'm glad it worked out so well. <laughs> you should see your face right now. <laughs> it's not nice to make fun of people for their height. Um, it's not nice to make fun of people for their looks. And I didn't. You're the one who's saying you look like Timothy Chalamet. I'm the one saying this movie is about you. Oh, God. It's no surprise that I completely loved this film. <laughs> If you know me, it's everything I've ever wanted in a movie. Mm, really? It. So my sister bought me Little Women to read when I was like 12 or 13. And she bought me this beautiful edition with like hardcover and fabric on the front and everything. Mm. And when I first read it, I don't think I quite understood it. Um because it was the first time that I'd read a book where I didn't really identify with the main character. I was never a Joe Stan when I first ah. read the book. I liked Beth and I liked Meg because I was quiet and bookish and shy <laughs> and I was obsessed with Disney movies mm. and I wanted to marry someone and live a happy life. Now that I'm older and more progressive in my thinking and the few times I've read the book since then because I've read it through quite a bit. I wish that I would have understood what it was trying to tell me earlier on. Really? It would have saved me a lot of trouble. Really? Wow. <laughs> because I feel like Little Women is actually a seminal feminist text. Even though it was written way before yes, feminism. Yes, even right? though. So... It's no secret, Louisa May Alcott, who's the author, it's essentially her life. She's Jo. And the whole book is, I don't know, airing her questions and concerns about her place in life mm -hmm. and the way that society accepts her and did not accept women who didn't get married. Um, way before that was even Way before that was even an issue. Public sort of fault, yeah. And being able to do something that you love, writing, which is something that I'm want to do um yeah it's just 
I don't know. Obviously, I'd seen the earlier movie as well with Nona Ryder and Kiss and Dunst and everybody. And it was fine. It was just sort of like sticking what was on the page on screen for me. And I didn't really care about it. This movie took away the sort of stuffiness feel that some films have when you're adapting a classic. Like if you, if you think about Pride and Prejudice that Kira Knightley was in, do you know what I mean? Like it just has this weird like um, uptightness to it and stuffiness and boring sort of feel even though it's a classic because it's based on a text. Whereas I feel like Greta for this movie was able to take the text and she was able to explain it to me in a way where I understood it more than I would have without this movie, even though I already understood it. That is a very clunky way of saying all that. It feels modern. It feels like it's a movie made with real people. It does. Made today rather than a period piece which has all the characters act as if they're playing people from ages ago, playing historical Roles rather than these people are playing yes. roles, real yes. people. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is that Greta doesn't improvise on her sets at all. Okay. I was reading about that. Mm. And that's incredible to me to have the amount of energy that is in every single scene mm. of this film, the natural sort of overlapping dialogue. She completely captured the sort of whirlwind that is the March family that they just... Mm sort of come in like a bit of a cyclone into everyone's lives and everyone's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's the March Sisters. Mm-hmm. And that's talent to be able to do that. It just shows that just because people are living in a different time doesn't mean they're not humans. Like we haven't changed that much in the last no. thousand years or so. People, I mean, they have obviously, but you know what I mean? People can still relate and react and talk to each other and feel like a human being yeah. no matter what time period they're in. I feel like... One of the best examples of that is, like, as you're saying, when they run around and they're all talking over top of each other around Christmas mm-hmm. time and stuff. Another one is when they're dancing and, like, Laurie dances just like yes. <laughs> would today. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, of course you would. And, and of course they'd talk to each other as if they're sisters and be mad at each other. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I, th- I said this, if I recall, I said this after we've seen Booksmart as well. Mm. But there's just something about this film that Greta has made it feel like it was just made for me to view mm. at this particular time in my life. Did you mean Ladybird then or Booksmart? No, I meant Booksmart. Booksmart okay. Because um, I think I mentioned the same thing about it mm. being made just for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That might sound narcissistic, but I don't mean it to. I just mean in a way that I related to this text that I was never a- in a way that I was never able to before. Mm. And I just, yeah, this is up there with one of the best films I've ever seen. Really? The way it was captured, the way it was done, you just knew that, like, she loved it and she she's a Joe, right? <laughs> That's what she is. And I read an interview with her the other day, I think you sent it to me, where she was saying about the endings. The ending's been always sort of um, a point of contention in the book and mm-hmm. how it's interesting that Joe in the movie makes a decision to affect the econ- economical sort of um, success of her book by having a romantic ending in the end. But Greta said, what if you felt 
when Joe was watching her book get bound mm. and it got put in her hands, what if you felt that way, the same way that you would if she had the kiss at the train station? Yeah, the movie kind of indicates that. Did that really happen in real life as well or did she, was that what she was writing, yeah. the ending for her life? Well, it was metatextual, right? It was a story that was written as it was happening sort of thing. I liked that. Yeah. Because... Because she didn't get married in real life, did she? Nope. <laughs> so, the, the author, so. But she was forced to have that ending. for economical but success. But it's so good then. Yeah, Greta's kind of winking at us mm-hmm. being like, yeah, Joe definitely got married to this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's why it's so clever because it's like yeah. very meta. <laughs> it's within and within and within. But One thing that I need to watch this film again for, um, I did get a little confused about the time jumps and I'm quite familiar with the story. And I think that's just because I struggle when watching a film with time jumps and figuring out where I am. You mentioned that a few times yeah, recently. I think it might. I think I'm starting to realise it might just be something that I struggle with, and I need mm. more help with that. Okay. Um, because they did have it sort of in the first instance, but then I was very confused, and then I was like, "Wait, where are we? And what? And the only thing that's separating you is like Amy's bangs." So, but a lot of sequences were put together. It was mm-hmm. like parallel editing. Like when Beth dies and when the wedding happens at the same time. Why, almost. Lonnie? Why did she do that? Why did Greta do that? She lost her sister both times. Mm-hmm. And also it's like contrasting a really happy moment for the family and they all came together yep. and a really sad moment when they all came together. Yeah. But it can perhaps get a little bit confusing then about where are we as we're leading into that. I didn't mind. I liked jumping around time. Mm-hmm. That was body sport for me before I watched the movie. It would have been really interesting to have experienced that without knowing mm, that going in. It's a shame one of the first reviews was like, oh, my God, you're going to love it because mm. she changes the time. <laughs> this is months ago before I even re- yeah. knew I had to be on the lookout for bloody spoilers. And it's like, oh, you can spoil a movie that's been around for ages and it's like the seventh film version. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a new one. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I think that the Winona Ryder film did a little bit better was the limes thing with Amy, even though Florence knocked it out of the park in this film. But the way the plot was that, um, Mommy was going to withdraw her from the school and that Joe was going to have mm. to teach her and that was more of a of a burden to Joe and that was sort of like yeah. how they got at each other before she ended up burning the book and everything. Yeah. And I feel like that wasn't really handled as well as it was in the original one, but that's one small moment in a whole film. So Yeah, and I've only seen the original movie, once, the other movie once, mm. and I've seen the play done with school, did it? Mm-hmm. After I was there, anyway. And it felt to me like... When the dad came home, it was a bigger thing in those ones. This one was like, dad's home. He's, yes. in, he's in the background now. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit funny. But I didn't really care because the movie's not about I just burst that. out laughing when Bob Odenkirk turned up. I can't <laughs> see him in anything now. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? Um, can I just say officially, for the record, that I'm on board the Laura Dern fan train? Mm, now you are. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I wasn't previously just because I didn't like the things that I'd seen her in and I was like, why are we mm. just picking her to suddenly fan about? But fan her in Marriage Story and her in this, I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. What about Florence Pugh? Amazing. Truly amazing. Have you been one of those ones who's never really liked Amy I much? still don't like Amy. I think she's an entitled brat. But <laughs> well. that scene in the film where she's talking to Laurie about marriage being an economic prospect mm. and about not wanting to bother trying at something if she's not going to be the best really mm. hit me. Preach. And <laughs> so <you> preach, like, <laughs> what? sincerely. Um, and that was the second best scene of the whole film for me was that she handled that monologue beautifully, really, really what well. What was the best scene? The best scene was Laurie's proposal to Joe in the fields. That remind me. It was truly one of the best scenes I've ever seen in film mm. because that acting there, I've never seen yeah. better acting than mm -hmm. that. They were totally in the moment. I believe that they were the characters. Mm. The camera work, the way that they were spent, like it would have been mm. so difficult to film because mm -hmm. where are your marks? You're in a field. <laughs> mm. But I, I just loved it. I loved that scene. It was incredible. And Greta clearly has a way of directing Sersha that is, in, mm. I don't know, just natural and uninhibited and mm. not self-conscious at all. And I'm astonished, flummoxed, mm. that she's not nominated for Best Actress. She is. <laughs> Colour me no longer <laughs> flummoxed. I think what I meant to say is that Greta wasn't nominated for Best Director. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you all went on that journey with me. It's not embarrassing at all. The only thing, one other thing I would have changed, if, or I thought could have been mm -hmm. a little bit different, is when the professor guy turns up at the end. And at first, Laurie's a little bit surprised, like, who is this man he keeps asking? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been, like, I know he's happy now he's got Amy and stuff, but it could have been a little bit more interesting if he'd been a bit envious of this guy and well, maybe maybe express a little bit more concern about joe being with someone else it's interesting because in this movie he really seemed to have moved on from her and yeah. and was happy with amy and that scene was heartbreaking when she just figured out that she loved him and yeah. then she went downstairs and amy was like i'm so sorry and she's like mm. no it's fine yeah it's fine she had to go get the letter and then it just like lost it didn't go anywhere else from that which is you because know it didn't it wasn't meant to be. But in the other movie, and if I recall correctly, the book, there is a lot of Laurie feeling like he made the wrong decision. Mm. So this yeah. is a conscious choice by Greta to go this I way. I suppose so. Just maybe like a shot of them looking at each other or something, you know. Yeah, that yeah. could have been interesting. Don't mind it though. I loved the um, the scene. The few scenes they had in, in Paris are so cool between Florence and... Timothy, yeah, my friends, <laughs> especially the one where um, I remember really clearly is when she sees him for the first time, he's walking down the street and she calls out and they have a chat mm -hmm. and then um, Meryl's like, 
she's like, it's Laurie. And then Meryl's like, I know. That's <laughs> now, the problem. Meryl was a great <laughs> Aunt March. She was incredible. The thing, in Meryl's career, she could have played any of the women. Yep, she could she? have, yep. And now she's in the, in the place where she's Aunt March. Oh, it was honestly, yeah, the best casting for her, 100%. One other thing, though. Yeah. She just dies off screen. No one. <laughs> yeah. So that's really. Is that a thing in the. I, that wasn't handled very well in this film as well, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Think. She's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't care at all. Hmm. Whereas it's a really big deal in the book. Um, the same as the fact that, I don't know, Joe goes over to read to her for a long time. Yeah. Whereas this sort of only happened once in this film. And then, oh, Amy's here. So I guess it's fine. No, no. Joe did that in order to earn the fact that she would be going to Paris. And yeah, sort of got yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't think that stuff was handled as well in this film as the other stuff. But the relationship stuff, the yeah. interpersonal stuff between the sisters and between Laurie and Joe, was yeah. done the best in this film, hundred percent. That's right, and it's like three things that could have been maybe a little bit better against every other frame being perfect is yeah, it's just not much to worry about really. If you want to study acting or writing or directing or cinematography, <laughs> watch mm-hmm. that scene of them in the field when he proposes because I, I think it's one of the best examples I've ever seen of how to how to capture that. It, everyone brought their A-game to that. If you want to see some good acting as well, though, what about when she hurt her hand? She's calling out and she's crying in the, in the snow. <laughs> it's actually really interesting because... It's the same actress that's playing Little Amy and Big Amy. Mm. And she has just this whiny, like, quality yeah. when she's younger about, like, yeah. I can't go home. My sister don't like me. Um, and being obsessed with her small feet. And mm. I don't know if you know this or notice it in the film, but a lot of the time she's pressing down her nose. So that's the thing. She didn't ever want to have, like, a button nose or a pig snout. So she was oh, really right. conscious about it. So she'd always <laughs> press it down so it wouldn't happen. That. Um, and I used to do that when I was little as well. I don't mm. know if you know that. So there were little moments in this movie where in the background Amy was just sort of like straightening her nose <laughs> and pressing it. And that to me proved that everybody knew that text and mm. everyone knew what they uh. were adding. And watching it again, I'm sure you'll pick up little elements that were sprinkled in throughout the book. But So it's jarring in the other adaptation where she is a little girl and then yes. she's yeah. the adult version. In this one they went the other way having her played. I'm not sure how you do it because... You know, apart from doing a boyhood where everyone's mm. 12 years later playing, seven years later playing the roles. What I found in the other adaptation is that it's odd because it's a totally different character almost, mm-hmm. but then that kind of makes more sense about how Laurie sees her. He's like, oh, now she's a woman I can think about. Yeah, so that's... But in this one, it kind of, she did seem like she was very old for a 20-year-old, whatever she's supposed to be. She so did. I can kind of see how she's grown up a fair bit in those years and she's had a sister died now she's in Paris and stuff or just really sick so so yeah I can it's a little bit jarring when the time jumps and stuff happening where is she but then kind of made sense more as well I've never been comfortable with the Laurie and Amy thing because yeah. I always thought mm. it was weird that he knew her when she was a child and then ha- having sex with her and everything <laughs> mm. weird again that could have made a bit more of the of maybe he was regretting his choice because yeah. he was just doing the next best anyway the smallest complaint, really. I guess, like, it wasn't unusual back then as well to have huge age gaps between the men and women who were marrying, so. Totally isn't. The dude that Meg ended up with is yeah, way older. Yeah, really so. old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
He just wanted to be a march, didn't he? He just he's wanted up, a family. He was up there in the big house by himself with yeah. his grandpa and whatever. And these poor group of mm. women were more of a family yeah. than anything, and he just wanted to be a part of that. He wanted to be with them forever. When the grandpa oh. says that oh. Beth is reminiscent of his daughter. And she died too. That's actually, now thinking about it, that's another thing that's not handled very well. <laughs> <laughs> so when they go over to the... Um, Oh, what's their names? Hollands or something? Mm. Hummels. Is that the girls, the rest of the girls, apart from Beth, are so selfish and don't want to go over to see mm. the Hummels. And Beth does, and the baby has yeah. scarlet fever and she catches it. And, again, it's a, an example of people who did the wrong thing being mm. better off in the long mm-hmm. run rather than Beth was so kind and trying to help everybody and put everyone's needs above her own and she died. She paid the ultimate price for it. And that was sort of, yeah, I didn't feel that as much in this film as I did in the other one just because we didn't see the sick baby and we didn't see Beth struggling with it. We didn't see, I don't know, the rest of the girls didn't care as well that the Hummel's baby died, whereas that was more of a, Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Still. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. How many stars for you? Four and a half. Four and a half stars. Me too, I reckon. Pretty much perfect. Just a little... A couple of little things that I didn't quite. Yeah, and it kind of happens when you've got a book you're ad- ad- adapting, I suppose. And yeah. some things get lost or some things aren't. You can't have all the time. But it's like the things that are done well couldn't have been done better, no. you know? Best, like the bits that they did well are the best example of that, you know, like te- mm-hmm. use that those scenes or those moments or that writing or whatever, mm-hmm. that direction to be taught mm-hmm. in film school. Did you like the silhouette proposal from Laurie and Amy as well when we were really far back and saw them through the orchard? Wasn't that the other guy? Oh, sorry, yeah, that was the other guy with Amy. She has such interesting choices and Mm -hmm. ways to frame shots. I just thought it was really... Yeah, I don't know. There's a scene in the kitchen when Amy's making a mould of her foot because she has the smallest feet in her family. The best in the family, The best in the family. Um... (laughs) But again, that's such a little kid thing of saying it. It's like, oh, Laurie's mentioned something about another girl. Okay, I'll I'll make sure I, I fit that mould, mm. literally and figuratively, so that he will like me. Um, but just the way that, like, there's that scene in the kitchen with all four sisters and they're talking over each other and they're all doing little things and you've got a shot of each of them but you can see each other doing the same thing in the background and the amount of rehearsal that that would have taken to get those beats well, mm. it's up there with, like, something like the West Wing, the way that they're run, walking and talking and a million things happening mm. and lines overlapping and everything. It had energy to it. It didn't feel stuffy. It felt real and it felt like these are real people and we were all very urgent about whatever we were doing. I just, yeah, I don't know. It takes a special kind of filmmaker to make you feel like you're watching real people. I'm glad I did. Anyway. Well said, Sine. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Leave you on that inspiring note. Go watch it. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.